the true mirror of your destiny is not a physical mirror it is the word of god that is who you are four different preparations that must precede the coming of our lord jesus christ please listen to me this whole walk of this life is it that you are preparing to meet jesus at his coming or you are preparing to meet jesus at your going it's two things if we don't leave apostle paul in first thessalonians 4 16 gives us a clue that at the last trump by the archangel those who are dead will rise first and we that are alive so the coming of Jesus and our encounter with Jesus, whether you are a sinner or a righteous person, is president. We are all going to meet him, but some will meet him from death, and some will also meet him whilst we are alive. Whichever way, we must establish that every single person is going to meet him. Is it that you are meeting him by your going? Death is one of the means to encounter him. That is why you must be prepared every single day of your time. Nobody has been immortalized on earth. The Bible says in Hebrews 9.27 that every man has an appointment with death. And after that judgment, there is something we cannot skip. That is an appointment with death as long as you remain in the realm of time. So, <laughs> I, I, I reason around a man like David and I wonder... How will such a man receive such intelligence from heaven? That he will say that the days of our years are but 70 years. And by reason of strength, 80. Then he goes back to say that Lord, he makes a prayer. Then he tells the Lord that God, I beg you teach us to number our days. That we may apply our heart unto wisdom. That means that when God delivers you into the realm of time, the next thing you need is the wisdom to manage time. Because time is a, is a very good friend of death. The day death shows up, when your appointment comes, time will just open the door and say, carry him away. So apostle, uh, uh, David prophet, David, David will just sit down and say, Lord, I need one thing from you. I beg you, teach me, teach me. These Tuesdays that are delivered to us, and some of us don't know what to do with that Tuesday. One day, this Tuesday will open the door and say, death, carry him away. If we don't learn how to manage time, and one of the realities that we have to face as we think about our meeting with Jesus, number one, is the reality that we don't own time. Time is going. Time is going. We celebrate our birthdays and we say that God has added one more year. No, there is an appointed time for you. It's only a subtraction. It's only a subtraction. You are, you are moving and there is a reduction. According to Job, he says that for the days of man are determined and no one can take away or add up to it. And that is a reality we have to face. That we are dealing with time. And the host of heaven is seated the bible says we are surrounded with the host of witnesses with their evidences waiting and they look at us with our nice dressings saying we are worshiping the same god they worshiped and they are waiting for the day that our time will be due that heaven will have to receive us then there is another assurance of his coming and according to second peter let's move to second peter chapter one Verse number 16. 
For we have not followed cunningly devised fables. When we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But were which eyewitnesses of his majesty. Apostle Peter is trying to convince them that Jesus will come back again. It's a convincing message. And he tells them that we are not only following a cunningly devised fables. It's not that we heard this somewhere that Jesus will come and we are also saying it. He said that we were eyewitnesses. So we are witnesses about Jesus for two things. He is powerful and the next thing is that he is coming again. That is the man's conviction as he was walking about. That I, we are not following. It's not that we heard somebody say it and we also say it. He said we are eyewitnesses and he's coming to give us the, his evidence that Jesus will come back again. If you don't die, that doesn't mean that he will not come. There are two ways to meet him. It's either we live until he comes or we die to meet him. And Apostle Peter is establishing this important fact to us that he will surely come. And we are witnesses to this truth that he will come. And the verse 17. For he received from God the Father honor and glory. And when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Verse 18. And this voice which came from heaven we heard. And when we were with him in the holy mount, we have also a sure word of prophecy. Wherefore ye do well that ye take it as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arises in your heart it says that the day the voice of the Lord spoke on the mountain we were witnesses that this Jesus will come back again the day the angel said that this same Jesus that ascend will like manna come back he said I was there I heard some I'm not telling you a story Jesus will come back again and he goes further to say that the coming of Jesus is a sure word of prophecy is inside scriptures and he finishes and say all scriptures does not have any private interpretation they are deep it's inside and i see in matthew 13 verse 35 jesus came and said that the bible said it was written of him that he will open his mouth to speak in parables that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the four prince, that I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. That means that every parable Jesus spoke was a secret truth. So it's not just a story. It's a hidden truth from the foundation of the world. So we clapped at it as a story. But to Jesus, he's revealing a certain intention of God. To mankind and there were parables that suggested that jesus will come back again i just want you to be sure that jesus will come then we talk about just four preparation and i'm done a parable like the samaritan man the good samaritan he says that a man is half wounded attacked by robbers and his garments have been taken away and he has been wounded and then a, a Levite comes and passes away. And a priest comes and passes away. And a good Samaritan comes. And then takes care of the man. And puts the man on his donkey. It was not a story. It is a hidden secret that has been kept. From the foundation of the world. 
this was the condition of mankind how one error stripped us of our glory that is the garment stripped us of our glory we were wounded we were broken off sicknesses everywhere disasters everywhere pain everywhere shame everywhere failure everywhere defeat everywhere we have been tattered and then the priests and the levites who are the priests and the levites these were the people according to the law of moses that were selected to be in place of the people but they had no love to deliver the people so one must come who came to his own but they didn't even see him as his own so he looked like a samaritan to them his name is jesus the bible said he took a man on his own donkey and carried the man to a hotel what is the donkey the bible says that it is through christ we have come to the father that donkey is the donkey of his grace that carries us from the kingdom of darkness even to the kingdom of light and the bible said that he brought him to the uh, to the inn and look at the two things that he gave to the man that was wounded he gave him the oil and the wine that is the holy spirit am i here with the church so the holy spirit is not giving us just to fancy about and speak in tongues you came to jesus as a prostitute he gives the holy spirit until the wound of prostitution disappears you come as an arm robber he gives the holy spirit until the thought of the wound of arm robbery disappears i pray that may we begin to experience the full ministry of the holy spirit in the name of the lord jesus and you see what he gave him the oil and the wine the good news is that the bible said and he paid for the inn and he didn't just finish the bible said he gave two pence to the owner of the inn and said take care of him and even if you incur more costs if i come back i will settle it that means that listen how did he pay on the cross he paid for our sins and he didn't only pay for our sins he paid for the inner the only people the in to take care of us that means that he has paid for our healing paid for our success paid for our favor we are to be taken care of what is that in the in is the kingdom of god and we are to be here to be taken care of until he comes back and he said when i come back and they have in care more that i will pay it is a sure word that jesus will come back he will come he didn't just pay and go he will come back you can't read this and still think that they, uh, you hear people talking if you will come if, even if he was bringing a truck he, he would have come by now and apostle peter catches the revelation and tells us that it's because he wants everybody to repent he wants everybody inside that inn that is why he is delaying and the good news is that he's so determined to save us that even if we, we create more debt, he will come and pay. He's coming. Tell somebody Jesus is coming. We know of the ten virgins. Five being foolish, five being wise. Another parable that gives us a clear glimpse that the groom will come back again. He will come back. There are parables that speaks of the eternal intentions and wisdom of God. That Jesus is coming back. And we, we won't go far. We will also go into the ancient system of the Jewish marriage traditions. 
everything that Jesus came to do is fashioned according to that system. And in the Jewish system, when a young man finds a woman, mostly it's the fathers that even finds the woman for the man, the, his son. He would take his father to the woman's house and betroth the woman. And the betrothal, things happen. The first thing that happens is that you will have to pay the bride price. They have their own Hebrew words for it. You pay the bride price. Then you give an expensive gift to the woman. Mostly it was ring, a golden ring, something that is precious, a jewelry. You give it to the woman. And then the next thing is that you give a special wine to the woman. And after that, they immense both of them in water. And then, when you think that marriage has finished, then the father carries the son back home and tells the son, I'm now coming to prepare a place where you and the woman will live. So when they are about to depart, it will be told that bride that has been betrothed that from today at any time, according to the time of preparation of their house, the man can come back any time. So the woman has two assignments. She begins to prepare her garments for the real marriage. And the second thing, burns a lamp every night should in case they will come at night and then they will go and prepare the, the husband even doesn't know the time his father will ask them to come but they will go and when it's due they will come back unannounced and the bride will be at home one day when the, his, her groom will be coming with his father and many other people sounding trumpets and they will come and that same night the woman must put on her prepared garment and then follow him back when jesus was living he paid our bride price with his blood he gave us an expensive gift the bible says that the holy spirit whom we have been sealed unto the time of redemption and the word sealed there in the Greek means signated. So, he has been giving us that expensive gift. We both have been immense. That is why you have been baptized in water. And then, he told us that the time of my coming, even the angels and myself, we don't know except the Father. Then he tells us that be ye not troubled. Where I am, there you will be. For in my Father's house, there are many mansions to tell us that one of these days his father would turn to him and tell him that son it is time let's go and bring your bride but the question here i step into four preparations quickly and i'm done knowing that the groom you know when john the baptist was talking about jesus he called himself the friend of the groom they understood what he was saying because in the Jewish system, their ancient traditional marriage, when the groom leaves, he's not allowed to visit the bride. He gets a friend of his. And that friend is the one that sends information and everything to the bride. 
So when Jesus was going, the Bible said to some he gave apostles, to some he gave pastors, to some he gave prophets, to some he gave evangelists. And the assignment is to make sure that they take up on the bride for the groom. That is the assignment. To keep on checking up on the bride. To make sure that the bride is fine. They take information. They take gifts from the groom and bring it to the bride. But unfortunately, sometimes to come, some of the, the friends of the groom would defile the bride. But the faithful friends of the groom were faithful to the end. They will send the right information. They will send the right gifts. They will keep on keeping the bride until the day that the father will come. So whilst the groom is away, the friend of the groom will keep coming to see whether the bride is preparing the garment and is making sure that there is available oil for the lamb. It was the work of the friend of the groom. Oh, what is the first preparation? The first preparation is the making of the garment. The making of the garment. Revelation 19.7 The making of the garment. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamp is come and his wife has made herself ready and let us see the readiness of his wife. Verse 8 And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen clean and white for the fine linen is the righteousness of sins give me nlt can we all read it one to go she has been given the fineness of pure white linen to wear for the white linen represents the good deeds of god's holy people the first preparation is that when the groom left He left us with a way to prepare our garments. And the Bible says that let us all rejoice. For the marriage supper has come. And the bride has made herself ready. And when the bride appeared, everyone was given a garment. And they asked, where from this garment? When did this garment be sown? When was it sown? And the Bible said that what the saints didn't know, it was that it was their holy deeds. The things they were doing, it was sowing a garment for them, for the wedding. Can I tell you, no offering is a waste. You are sowing a garment. No sacrifice is a waste. You are sowing a garment. He said that they are good deeds. They are good deeds. As you sweep this church, Oh, in heaven you are sowing a garment. Things are happening in heaven. One day, some of us will be arrayed with lining of diamonds and gold. And we will ask the Lord, how did I get here? And the Lord will show us. The day that everybody was seated in the church, but you were at the stands directing a car. And he will tell you that any car you directed was adding a diamond to your lining. Kaleva Santa. And we will ask, whilst people call us foolish, so apostle paul would declare and say that for this light affliction cannot be compared to the weight of glory he understood that even the pain and the endurance that he was going through was working for him a garment 
Oh, a day is coming. According to the parable of the wedding, Jesus spoke of after the wedding was done, the king entered and there was a man that did not have a wedding garment. And the king asked, if my, he said, the king asked, friend, why are you not dressed for the occasion? Keep on being wise. There is a day coming that when the wedding day shall appear, and we all shall be in our garment that was sown according to the things we did in the kingdom. And you listen to articles and listen to radio presenters and call us fools. That day is coming when the king will look at you and say, where is your garment? You are not fit to marry my son. Where is your garment? For this white raiment, this white raiment is the righteous deeds of the saints. You are not foolish to be paying tithe. You are not foolish to be evangelizing. People with understanding know that we are preparing a garment. It's going on. Your fasting is working out a garment and an oil. Your prayer, oh, they tell you, oh, the, the instructions in the church is too much. You have to rebel a little. That loyalty is showing a garment. When you are able to walk in line with the purpose and the vision that God has delivered. It's working a garment. There are people who don't know what to use their Tuesday night for. They are somewhere. But the moment you come, ushering people, serving communion, striking organ, playing drums, the Bible says that you are sowing a garment. Oh, one day, in that last supper, the marriage of the lamb when our line and our garment shall be presented to us that is where we will look at each other and begin to appreciate the things that we did that people didn't understand i think it's time for you to leave this church this thing they are taking you through what they don't know is not is it is that the reward is not in the hands of human beings there is a garment being sold that it shall be presented to us that is why i don't care what you are saying i won't let you stop the preparation of my garment you are waiting to meet jesus where is your garment you are talking about the coming of jesus anytime i read the the parable of the wedding i get scared the bible says when the king entered he asked the young man friend why are you not in your wedding garment the bible says and the man was speechless you can give reasons when we ask you questions on earth but there is a day coming the owner of the marriage will appear and ask you where is your garment and you will be loose of words you will have no words to utter in the presence of god there is no word no dictionary you won't no 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 all your reasons will disappear like a wind in his presence it is today that you give you give reasons with your status i work with this um that this this assignment should be for these people not people of my caliber yes you can give reasons to papa you can give reasons to your departmental head but when the final king appears on the day of the marriage and he asks you why are you in this garment and you the bible the bible has already told us what will happen to some people the bible says and the man was speechless because the last time i checked status don't show up 
in heaven certificates don't show up there one time i carried a dead body I, that was my first time i carried a dead body to 37 and i've just taken the course to to them i was returning the, the man said boss wait wait removed the shorts of the person removed his t-shirt and said we don't need this here carry it away ah not even his last clothes so even if a mosque will not accept clothes is it heaven heaven will not even accept this body it will not heaven will not even accept this body there is a garment that you must be arrayed with and it's as simple as what you are doing now in the name of Jesus not even in the name of the church in the name of Jesus that I have a groom coming and I must be arrayed to meet that groom I must be arrayed oh oh when I found out this you can insult me I'll still serve call me a fool I'll still serve because I'm luck listen I am so shy of people I can't even talk even human beings when I meet them I'm unable to talk how much more God ah, the safest place is to make sure my garment is in place if it has to be washing feet I wash evangelizing I do anything at all because there's a preparation going on in heaven I know you have been coming to church but church is just one part of the preparation of the garment what else are you doing for the advancement of God's vision what are you contributing what are you adding up how will your garments look like I know that you wear the best suit here but on that wedding day listen some of us can be so selfish that our fashion designers we hide them so that nobody can get the designs we have thank God for your life but the fashion designer in heaven you you cannot keep him to yourself he is as fair as anybody can ever think he looks at what you are doing and he's showing he's making the garment he's making you can be as hypocrite as all you want until the day of the garments shall show up then we will know who truly worked for the kingdom we will know the second preparation is the preparation of soul winning the preparation of soul winning I can't go much into it listen the, the heartbeat of Jesus I think that at a point in time we have to understand Revelation 22 verse 17 he said that and the spirit and the bride the spirit and the bride say come let he that hears come let him that it attests come and whosoever will let him take the water of life freely the spirit and the bride say come there is a language of the holy spirit there is a message of the holy spirit the holy spirit and the bride of christ must be speaking one language and the language is to keep calling people come come and when you come we will give you a water that will give you life <laughs> people are not asleep oh. people are dead the reason why we take soul winning for granted 
is because we think that we are dealing with people who are asleep they are dead if someone doesn't have Christ he's a dead man walking about there are decorated dead corpses walking about and sometimes you see when when somebody dies and we take them to the morgue they try to decorate them put spices on them put perfumes on them and all that that is what we are doing we look at our family members the way they are looking good with the decorated certificate with a university degree and all that we say they are doing fine in life that is a decorated corpse it's a decorated corpse our assignment is to give a water that will bring them back to life and ezekiel was taken into the spirit and he said when i got into the spirit i was taken into a deep valley full of dry bones and he said and god said to me can these bones live he said god you know these bones i'm seeing they cannot live you know and he said now let me show you how to bring them back to life he said begin to prophesy tell the wind to come tell flesh to come tell sinus to come and then prophet ezekiel finished prophesying and then an army rises up from the bones hey then he turns to god and tell god this is an army remember he was in the spirit so what he was seeing as dry bones were actually fine guys walking about in the physical and then god tells ezekiel that this is what i'm about to do i will bring them out of the graves and i will make a covenant with them and put my spirit into them they are physically doing fine but in the spirit they are dry bones and i will prophesy with you work with you until life comes and i will give them my spirit ah if you see your unbelieving father you have seen a man a skeleton a dry bone in an land cruiser you have seen your sister a dry bone in a good university you are seeing a dry bone and the answer is simple we keep prophesying that the spirit of the lord will visit them we keep going to them and telling them come and drink of the living waters for they are dead but they will come back to life if we know what to do our passion we don't win souls so that they'll be richer we win souls so they'll have life they are dying they are dying they are going back to a place of condemnation where there'll be no hope where there'll be no light don't take it lightly sir that that family relative that you leave home and come back and come to church every sunday you leave them home and come to church you are dealing with the life and death matter the rich man didn't want to know anything about salvation or god or gospel until he entered hell you won't wish hell for even your worst enemy you won't then he tells abraham please let lazarus return back to my brothers this time he shouldn't go and beg for food he should go and preach to them that there is a place called hell they will come here and all hope will be lost the place of preparation jesus is watching his church you asked me of a job i gave it to you but i didn't give it to you 
so that you relax in your three bedroom house with your family I gave it to you to be equipped for the work of soul winning I gave it to you you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses the essence of the giving of the Holy Ghost is for some people to be proofs that we are the preachers of the resurrected Christ this is why we are not anointed to only make fun of the gifts of the spirit you are looking for this puppet to preach before you are doing ministry you are looking for another puppet to preach before you are doing ministry what happened to the street what happened when the man that owns this puppet is on the street <laughs> and we are playing with the life the eternal life of souls when jesus said go into the world the greek translation for the world there means cosmos cosmos that means the cosmic system go there go there and we all know the the, the seven mountains of the world the family the religion the entertainment the media the art the education he said enter with the gospel but we come to church receive the word doors open and we get into the offices and we forget that we are the doors for the gospel to enter we are we are politicians who were very good christians until they entered the office and they forgot that jesus went to them there into that cosmic system so that they will open the door for the gospel to enter you thought you are so beautiful that is why god gave you the testimony of the promotion to a, a, a the managing director or ceo or something no no you went as a door if you don't go nobody will be allowed that is why you go there and then you begin to introduce morning devotions introduce fasting introduce that because that is why you were sent go into the world i will open the doors for you if you get there you to open door for me that's what it means i am going to open the door for you then when you get there you open the door i pray people are going to build schools if you build it remember that that school will be a door to raise students for jesus am i here with the church at all we have entered the realm listen there is an antichrist agenda i can't touch the other preparations because of my time but there is a great falling away and there is an antichrist agenda according to second thessalonians 2 verse 2 and 3 it says that jesus will not come until the falling away happens first then the antichrist will come then jesus will come there is a whole system they are building to sway the church off our feet listen the antichrist will come but the people that will make his work easier will be the church that has fallen away the church in places that don't know that jesus sent them there for the sake of the gospel people in presidencies ministerial positions on top of financial institutions that have forgotten that jesus took them there and they are enacting laws and systems that will make it easy for the antichrist to be a god over the world and we are fine praying for breakthrough not knowing the the reason why god gives breakthrough you thought he would just give you a car for yourself no it's for some souls you must drive into church it's for some souls 
many of us are asking for breakthroughs and we don't know the essence of god blessing if god wants to give, put money into your hands eh, if you understand the way god's systems work when god put money into your hands ask god again lord who else because you are not the reason why god blesses before god gives you one thing he has hundred people in mind but sometimes we don't understand that we are only a trust base for god and he knows that when he's sometimes we have worked our way with him for him to trust us a little then he opens a door for us the moment he opens we forget that is because of something that he opened i was scared that the great falling away will happen first then the antichrist will come a church that will switch from their faith a church that jesus will no more be a focus so when the antichrist come and he say i am god everybody will follow everybody a church that doesn't know the difference between the place of christ and the place of idolism so everything is working together in among us and the time is coming he said when you see this await for the coming of that abomination of desolation awaited and when it comes then you expect he said there will be the deceivableness of unrighteousness and the mystery of iniquity shall happen and he said god will give them to uh, to del delusions and they will believe in a lie people will know more endure sound doctrine they will believe in a lie and then fall into the deceivableness of unrighteousness a place where you are sinning and you don't even know because you have been accustomed to it the deceivableness of unrighteousness they push you to a place so jesus drew the equation perfectly in matthew 24 verse 10 there will be false prophets iniquity will abound and the love of many will wash cold it will run it's an equation it will run when we fall away from soundness of truth and sin becomes our friend and we are running with it and it begins to deceive unrighteousness begins to deceive us and we are fine in sin we should wait and know in a generation and a time like this that people don't fear to fornicate and still enter puppet and sink the deceivableness of unrighteousness when those that buy the most expensive alcoholic drinks are the same people that pay tithe when there is a need in church and they are sponsoring prostitutes the deceivableness of unrighteousness and it's coming he said when you see this know that jesus is coming how i wish that a revival would have preceded the coming of jesus but i have tried to search through the new testament and i've realized that no it's not a revival that will precede it's a falling away it's a falling away second timothy 3 talks about it as one downwards it talks about the things that when we see we should know let me read it and close this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous boasters proud ah, blasphemous they go to another church 
because of that they are not afraid to insult another pastor blasphemous disobedient to parents unthankful unholy this will precede the coming of the antichrist and then jesus will appear without natural affection homosexuality truth breakers false accusers incontinent fierce despisers of those that are good you try to do something to help the church everybody begins to gossip about you it's a sign of the great falling away traitors heady high-minded lovers of pleasure more than lovers of god they attend every party on time but not church service lovers of pleasure all kinds of movies are on their phones and laptops but no message no sermon no sermon you want us to shut up a, a tongue-speaking christian still with hip-hop and hip life on your phone you don't want us to talk lovers of pleasure more than lovers of god let the church organize picnic everybody will come let us organize eight hours prayer you will find one hundredth of the church lovers of pleasure more than lovers of god we can't even endure one hour sermon having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof so they will show everybody that we are christian but because of their falling away there is no more glory upon their lives lovers pleasure church jesus will come back and every sign there is something that is coming it's a sign when iniquity shall abound so that the love of many will begin to wash cold so cold that you have to entice them with something even before they come to church so today is barbecue service then they come some people hold pastors at ransom if the church doesn't do this for me i won't serve him it is the sign of the end time when some people endured unto death you shall receive power after that the holy ghost has come upon you shall be witnesses the greek word witness me matos that is english matthias there the evidence of the power of the Holy Spirit in a person's life is his readiness to even die for the sake of Christ. His readiness. What are you ready to sacrifice for? Knowing that very soon at the last trump, the master will show up. And our different accounts will mean nothing anymore. Our houses will mean nothing. Oh, our girlfriends will mean nothing. And then we will all stand before him. And the Bible says that he will judge us according to our deeds. Behold, I'm coming with my reward. Where will we stand? Where will we be when the trumpet sound? On that day, he said that some will run to the mountains and the mountains will also flee. The mountains will be finding a hiding place. He said, for who shall stand? wrath for our Lord but to some who are prepared it will be like a young bride waiting for the day of her wedding 
if you have ever spoken to a, a young lady that is about to get wedded you will understand she sleeps to dream the day that the whole church will stand up for her and then she will walk the eyes out and come and tie the knot where there's groom where they groom for those that are prepared we rejoice every day and night so we join hands with the with the with the people of, of uh, with revelation and say that Marat, maranatha jesus come second peter 3 says that for we look forward for and hasten for his coming the church of old understood this to a point that they changed their greetings from shalom to maranatha lord jesus come they were expectant they were looking for yes they were doing going about their businesses going about their lives but wherever they met they reminded themselves that jesus is coming we win souls because he's coming we preach because he's coming we serve because he's coming we are holy because he's coming for he will present unto himself an unblemished church maranatha maranatha jesus is coming again listening to Pastor Elvis Ajeman. Pastor Elvis is a dynamic teacher of the Word of God. He is an author, a passionate preacher of God's Word, with a desire of transforming lives in the power of the Spirit. His ministry is characterized by a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost, with accompanying signs, wonders, and uncommon miracles. He's the head pastor of Grace Mountain Ministry, located at Seven Days Junction, off the Achimota of Ankor Barrier, Accra. You can and follow the ministry of Pastor Elvis Ajeman on any of his social media handles at Pastor Ajeman Elvis or Grace Mountain Ministries. Or you can call us on 0552-504-085 or 0548-003-360. God richly bless you.